Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag college football. You know, I think that's awesome for, for them to have them here and the opportunity that they're ranked and that we have to play them. I know that coaching staff, they're a great coaching staff, and they've done an amazing job at developing their players. They'll have them ready. I think for me as a head coach is focusing on what we can do as a unit, as a team, and make sure that we perform at our best. That's the key. I, I don't think we've done it yet, you know, and so my job is to make sure that on Saturday afternoon that we play at our best and uh, we're getting better, but we'd like to, this would be a good time to play at our best in all three phases and, and uh, give our fans some Kalani Sataki talking about the Cougars getting ready to host the Trojans. USC's coming in Saturday. They haven't played their best yet, PK, which I guess you would expect two games into the season. No coach I would hope would, not. No coach would want to say that. <clears throat> you got Liberty coming up. Peak for that late in the season. Or maybe Utah State or San Diego State later in the season. Uh, maybe Oklahoma. Oklahoma. In the playoffs? Yes. That's what I thought you were talking about. Other college uh, sports news. The NCAA on Wednesday said legislation in California aimed at giving college athletes a chance to earn money while in school, known as the Fair Pay-to-Play Act, is harmful and unconstitutional and would upend the balance of national competition in college sports. So Clemson and and Alabama are going to win even more? Apparently. That's that's it. Apparently, uh, There's no balance. North Carolina, Duke, and Kansas will develop really good basketball teams. Pam. The, the, the ones who deserve it are already getting it anyway. But Under damn, the table. Give them whatever. I'm so sick of this. And while we're discussing money in the NCAA, T. Boone Pickens, billionaire oil tycoon and philanthropist, whose money helped put Oklahoma State football on the map, rebuilt their stadium. He passed away at the age of 91. I was thinking about that. Billionaire oil tycoon. What would you be known as <laughs> when you die? Three words. Three words. I mean, you had your billionaire oil tycoon. I think you're just people pleaser. That's only two words. You got an extra word to play with. All things to all people? Mm-mm. Nope, too many words. Well, I don't know why you words. limited it to three. Billionaire oil tycoon. That's set the standard. Well, okay. Three and, words. And philanthropist, so we just added two more. We're good to go. There's five. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Self-gloss. Go ahead. Send us the words that describe you. You know you. We don't know you. Tweet at us. I think for me, it would have to be total smart A. <laughs> total smart A. What would be for the guys at our station? Chubby fast eater. Thank you. That's rude for Scotty. I thought that was for me. That was for me. That was me. Oh, now I can eat faster than you. Ready, go. (laughs) Sweet old burritos right out here. Let's have a contest. Break time. (laughs) Sweet old burrito. I'm in. Doterra's taking over the building and they have these food trucks right here. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Hashtag NFL. How difficult or frustrating is it to have a distraction like this right at the beginning of the season? When you're- yeah, we're, we're, gonna, we're working on Miami. We're working on Miami. The rest of it is, it's, we're on Miami. You've had bigger distractions before. Are you confident that this is not going to throw you off track at all? We're working on Miami. 
Bill Belichick, shades of on to Cincinnati, does not want to discuss whether Antonio Brown is going to play or not. Is A.B. going to be in the lineup Sunday off what we saw week one? I don't know if they need him, but... They should not only play him, they should already retire his jersey. He's a pillar of the community in the New England states. Thursday night football tonight, the Bucks and the Panthers, they both lost their season openers. Bucks fell to the Niners, Panthers got beat by the Rams. They're going to play tonight. Listen to the game on the Zone Sports Network, kicks off at 620. It's your Thursday night football game. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. The pitch. And a swing and a high fly ball. Deep left field. This is long, long gone. The right side is the power side for VR, who hits his ninth home run right-handed and 21st overall to give the Orioles a 5-2 lead. Jonathan VR there with a three-run homer. That sets the record. Most home runs in a major league season. People who have been tracking it have been saying this was inevitably going to fall. And sure enough, with two and a half weeks to go in the season, they've got the record. 6,106 homers and counting. Old record was set two years ago. And before launch angles were a thing, the next highest season was uh, 2,000 when there were almost 5,700 home runs. So they're upping it by a wide margin here. they got 18 days to go. Do you care there's more home runs and less quote-unquote strategy? Do you miss small ball as everybody plays for the homer? I don't have a problem with it because it's universal. It isn't favoring those who are doing one thing and somebody else is not doing it. So you all know going in, these are the situations. This is the ball. The ball's been doctored. I mean, the numbers, the great thing about baseball is that it's like betting in Vegas. If anything gets out of whack, we know instantly it's out of whack and there's something up. And they track that stuff. And because baseball is such a historical numbers game that when you have all these home runs, we instantly know, okay, something's up. It's been played for so long and players have gotten bigger and faster and all stronger and ballparks are smaller and whatnot. We understand all that, so there's probably going to be more. But at the same time, the pitchers throw way harder. It's like I was uh, with a friend of mine uh, a neighbor guy, he's retired, and he was telling me, you ever watch that Shell Oil presents uh, great golf moments on the Golf Channel? <laughs> yeah. And so he's telling me, you know, he likes to watch it. He's and, 70 years old. And, and the, so, the clubs in the distance and are totally like, different. And he crushed it 250 yards. <laughs> you know, right. Guys are now yeah, laying up at 250 yards. Right. And, and you know, I, I t- talking to Mike Weir the other day, he said, yeah, if I'm teaching young kids to play, it's hit the bleep out of the ball <laughs> because, I mean, that's where it's at. So we understand that there's going to be some natural evolution, so there's going to be more HRs anyway. But when it gets out of whack, well, we know. This time, I think, why it's more acceptable, at least, and this is opinion-based here, is that it's, it's across the board. They're not using a different ball in Baltimore as they are in San Diego and Houston. It's all the same ball, right? So everybody's got a shot. So at least it's across the board. And then the runs are up. The home runs are up. But I think if you look at it, if you look at the talent of these individual teams, the guys, the teams that have the better players are still going to the postseason. Well, I think it all really goes back to what you said about also there's bigger pitchers throwing harder. And so, I mean, the whole strategy of you're not likely to put three singles together against these guys, try to turn around one of those fastballs and hit out of the park. 
It makes sense. And then they start delving into launch angle, and then the ball gets a little juiced, and next thing you know, 61 home runs, 6,100 home runs. And it's funny, because at the All-Star break, Verlander was popping off about it. Well, I didn't hear him pop off about it when he threw his (laughs) no-hitter. Well, guys are swinging for the fence. Right. His fastball's got a little little more movement one night, and they're swinging a missing. If they're swinging for the fences, and there's no longer a big concern about contact, doesn't that kind of mitigate the home run a little bit so he gets the no-hitter? Well, because guys are swinging for the fences, he should benefit from that by more strikeouts. Well, but I don't hear him complain about that. In the He's history, complaining about more home runs. In the history of the game, and only two guys with more no-hitters than him. Nolan Ryan, Sandy Koufax, and then you. That's not a bad place to be on the list. Padres shut out the Cubs 4 to nothing. The Cubs with back-to-back losses. The Brewers have won six in a row and tied them for the wild card. Uh-oh. Pressure's on. Both wild card races are now very tight. Half a game in the American League. Tampa Bay's half game in front of Oakland. Those are the two wildcard teams right now, but Cleveland's just a half game back. So three teams for two spots there. Yeah, but the Diamondbacks were a game and a half back. I got my hopes up. I know. They lost lost four four in a row. So when they broke that whole two up, two down thing, they got eight up, and and now they're back to four up. They'll lose eight in a row. Well, I'd like to thank them, though. They gave up five in a first, so I immediately turned it off and watched the 9-11 stuff. Until, of course, the Quakes came on, and then it was all you and Dunny all nice. the time. The Quakes. What you missed in that Mets game is that the Mets won 9 to nothing. They got nine runs on 9-11. Nine runs on 11 hits on 9-11. A little numerology there in New York. Todd Frazier's just been eating them alive. And I'm okay with Todd Frazier eating them alive. Because he's from Jersey. And you know what his walk-up music is? What is it? Come on. Start spreading the news? No, we wouldn't have that. <laughs> but it is Frank. You only got two choices. What are they? Frank or Bruce. That's it. And he's going with Frank. So it's real hard for me to root for him not to get a hit. And he had all three ribbies two nights ago and then homered in the first inning last night. He's a Jersey guy. I mean, he's from Jersey, you know. When things go right, they go right. When they go wrong, they go wrong. It's generally gone wrong for the Pirates this year. And Kyle Crick's season is over. He and Felipe Vasquez got in some kind of scrap, some kind of what they're calling a physical altercation. And Kyle Crick ended up needing a fight. Yep, surgery to repair tendons in the index finger on his pitching hand. He's ready. That's not good. DJ and PK. Hashtag RSL. Beckerman making the run. Can't get to it. Comes out the other side to Brooks Lennon. Lennon recycles. Headed on Frey. Yes! Demir Krylock! 75th minute! Fourth goal of the year off the corner. And RSL's got the lead. They don't usually score with their head. They don't usually score off corner kicks. But RSL got the goal they need to get the win they need and beat the Earthquakes. 1-0, PK. It's the Quakes, and it's 1-0. We're in America. And I would disagree with you completely because soccer is an intellectual game, so they use their heads all the time. Oh, I see what you did there. Well done. So you are Bravo. mistaken. I know you got all excited and all giddy and all warm and fuzzy there. Somebody scored a goal. I mean, you got, When somebody scores a goal in soccer, you should go berserk. It's not like it's happening every day, so I'm with you. And it's a rare occurrence, so you ought to go nuts. But they use their head all the time. RSL in Minnesota. 
Second place once again. It's like they win, they win a game, they go to second. They lose a game, they go to fifth. They win a game, they go back to second. Seven teams separated by four points. Mm, so they're off stretch is unbelievable. Minnesota lost in Houston last night. They're both been playing on the same amount of rest. So there you go. Minnesota's one of the I mean, teams I mean, you're just, When you're in a pennant stretch like this, you're just going on adrenaline anyway. And so it go. don't matter about rest. When's that ball game? Sunday afternoon. Oh, yeah. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. 3 o'clock pregame, 3.30 first kick. Oh, you better believe I'll be there. Yep. At NFL. <laughs> what is trending? Brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. All right, coming up this morning. Ryan Abraham, uscfootball.com, joins us at 8 o'clock. J.B. Long, Pac-12 Networks, also the Rams play-by-play broadcaster. He's calling the Utah State game. He'll join us at 9.30. He's excited about that. <laughs> Fired up. <laughs> Payday. <laughs> Do a Saturday afternoon game. <laughs> Move on. Get to the Rams. talking to him about Utah and Idaho State. Maybe Sorry. go bigger picture on the Pac-12. Yeah, I've yeah, checked so. out of the Utes this week as far as their game, now what their season is about. Absolutely not. But this week in their game, as I think most fans have, this is a complete and total waste of time. Might be some season ticket holders giving away tickets. I don't know. Kyle called them out. He named them one by one. Kyle Winningham brought up the stadium not being filled for the NIU game. He did. How much of a concern is that going forward? I mean, Mm. come on. We will get to that coming up. DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. And now, attention, top of the wire on 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Florida State's hiring former off-Oregon defensive coordinator Jim Levitt as an analyst to help fix its flailing defense. Levitt was Florida State coach Willie Taggart's defensive coordinator in Taggart's only season in Oregon in 2017. Chargers tied in. Hunter Henry suffered a tibial plateau fracture in his left knee during the Chargers-Colts NFL season opener last Sunday. He's expected to be out for four to six weeks. Steven Strasburg won his 17th game of the year as the Nationals beat the Twins 6-2. Rockies beat the Cardinals 2-1. Ian Desmond homered to help lift Colorado to the win. Top of the Wire is brought to you by Syringa Networks. Verizon customers, if you were recently notified that some of your telecommunication services will no longer be supported, contact Syringa Networks. Syringa is Utah's fastest-growing premier telecommunications provider. they got a full range of services. Call them today at 385-420-7881. That number, 385-420-7881. That's Syringa Networks. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Adam Grossbart of the OC Registered Slovis. We've all kind of been wondering, is this the real deal? And I understand that not a lot of people in that area of USC country know if this is the real deal yet or, or not either. Well, yeah, because, uh, you know, USC people are used to five-star quarterbacks. And here comes this three-star, not even from L.A. or Orange <laughs> County, but from Arizona. He really wasn't the best quarterback during the spring. He looked like a true freshman. But it seems like he's one of those guys who's better in a game than he is in practice. Like, he needs that juice to really get him going. USC is convinced he's the real deal. Still a lot for him to prove, but it's pretty interesting watching him go. Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5-1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. 
It was great to get home in front of our crowd, although we'd like to see that thing filled up. We've got a top 15 team, and we got some empty seats that we got to get filled up, so we're hoping that uh, next week we get a, uh, a full house. But I appreciate the guys that were there today, the fans, and they did a great job supporting us, and they were loud, so it was, uh, it was a good home field advantage for us. The muscle was great as well. Time for Hot Takes or Toast right now, and it is brought to you by... Master Electrical Services. At Master Electrical, they'll light up your day. Give them a call, 801-543-2222. They'll be right on their way. That's 801-543-2222. Kyle Whittingham bringing up the stadium not being filled for the NIU game. How much of a concern is that going forward? Huge concern. (laughs) Now, when you say it like that, people don't know how serious to take you. Honestly, neither do I. I mean, take me serious. Speak. The words that come out are what I mean. I'm saying nothing I don't mean. I think they should stop, though, or have an addendum, because they announced the 58th consecutive sellout at Rice-Eccles, and then you have your coach saying, well, the stadium wasn't full. So, I mean, what do we got here? They should say... Guys, gals in the press area, listen, we know you can see all these empty seats up there, but we're going to announce it as this 58th consecutive sellout, so don't hashtag at me. (laughs) (laughs) I have to do this. It's my job. Don't get mad at me. Right. And the guy who's reading it, the in-house press box, they're just giving him a piece of paper, so he's got to do it. But we can look out there. And you can see on the east side, there's just thousands of empty seats, and they pawn it off as the 58th consecutive sellout. And Meanwhile, the must looked like there was just a big old chunk up there in the oh sure there was south, rows and rows southeast corner. Yeah, it was, and then at midfield seats that I guess I assume they were sold. Good seats between the 30-yard lines, and it's hard to see on TV. As people are wearing red, and they're sitting in the red seats. You can't always figure it out. But there were enough open seats Saturday, you could figure it out. Oh, I sat across like five rows. <laughs> you just sprawled over there? Mm-hmm. Comfortable. Yeah. Yeah, it was plenty. Is this is this a trend, or is it just uh, was early season, garbage competition? I can't really say Northern Illinois garbage competition. That's too harsh. Now, Idaho State, I mean, they're not of the same level, literally. Uh, they don't play the same level of football. So this is obviously superiorly inferior competition. Not that Northern Illinois, I don't think a Pac-12 team needs to be playing them in a home-and-home series. Uh, There's nothing you're going to benefit from that. that, You'd be better off playing junior college in California as far as I'm concerned, as far as recruiting. You're not going to get anybody back there. They're, they're no threat. They're not going to take anybody from you either. So, so what are we doing here? <laughs> if the game isn't going to be that competitive, you think as soon as the day they sign it, you think the Utes are going to win two games. Had to sweat out the one back there a little bit since it was a one-point game in the fourth quarter. This one was over early third quarter. Senior Drill Dad tweets at us, I guess you've got to find ways to make Ute fans concerned about something. It's the media's fault. Ute fans are high and mighty hoity-toity this year. There's nothing to be worried about about that football team, that we've got to drum up something about the fans in the stands, which was actually brought to the attention of everyone by your coach. 
is why we just played that to open the segment. Was he asked a question, or did he just nope. volunteer that in he his remarks? You can go listen to it. That's the great thing about it, is everything these coaches say now, it's one of the reasons newspapers are dying, is you don't have to wait till the next day. Nothing is taken out of context. You can yeah, literally you listen, listen the whole interview to all six and a half <laughs> minutes, complete with a guy saying, last question! Yeah. Thanks, so, Coach. So you don't. Nothing needs to be taken out of context. You can listen to it when he speaks. It's someone who's standing there with a recorder at every practice, and they only have two that he's available Monday morning and Tuesday afternoon. That's it, and then after the game, Saturday. That's the only time he's available for public comment, and ninety-five percent of what he says is being recorded. So you don't have to worry about was it a question or anything. No, he brought that up on his own. And you can listen to it for yourself. Mickey Sean Bailey doesn't believe us. Attendance is down nationwide for the most part. Last year, BYU played the same team at 80% attendance. The Utah-NIU game was fun to watch and highly attended. My son and I had a great time. This is not a newsworthy question, just stirring the pot. Then you should tell Kyle. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Why are you stirring the pot, Kyle? Why did you bring it up if you didn't think it was newsworthy? I think he thinks it is newsworthy. And I think he thinks that when they bring recruits in, it's an advantage to have the place packed and going nuts. He knows 17-year-old kids coming on a recruiting visit like it, and he wants that environment to continue. Anybody likes it. Right. It's common sense. It's why Vegas, UNLV sucks year after year after year because there's zero passion. Nobody cares. It's why the U of A and ASU have been struggling along. It's not that nobody cares. In Vegas, basically nobody cares. But in the other places, they, they're, they're going on pace of sun for basketball. I've already been reading stuff. They're just cause, Because the thing came out about the Book Richardson uh, paying to have uh, a Raleigh Alkins. Yeah, Raleigh Alkins. Uh, yeah and, and then I looked on Twitter, and the first 20 people, this is old, and you click on their bio, Tucson. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all talking about Nico. Right. You could say, man, they paid people to play play football at Arizona. Well, that was stupid. They suck. Yeah, they ought to fire that guy. But, man, you say anything about the U of A basketball, they're going to just fight you tooth and nail because that is their baby. That is their link to the big time, just like the jazz is for us on a professional sports level. And we did. they're going to fight those guys. And when you, you criticize the jazz, man, forget it. And it's the same thing here. U of A basketball they just and football, they just don't care. ASU, yeah, right. If they upset Michigan State, uh, let's see, they start live 6 a.m. Monday on Ryan Hatch's station. Maybe 9 o'clock they'll get to it. It'll be all about the Cardinals the first three hours. And the only reason why they're going to get to it at 9 o'clock, because they're contracted to have Herm Edwards on. And now we're talking ASU football. <laughs> yes. Thanks, Herm. And maybe when eight we come back, minutes, <laughs> maybe eight minutes. You can look. I listen to him. Eight minutes, and then they go right back to the Cardinals. Kyler. Yes. When we come back, Kyler Murray. And here it's Utah, BYU, Utah State, and then when the Jazz start, then we put in the Jazz a little bit, and then obviously we pick it up as the season progresses, and so. You want to go where it matters, and it matters here. And Kyle sees that as a recruiting disadvantage because he's got to bring – the majority of his talent has to be imported. You could not, I don't believe, field a K-12 
playoff caliber team with all, on all Utah, Utah talent. I, I don't think so. Not, neither do the coaches that well. Right. That's why they fly to California, Texas, and Florida. So they're importing talent, and you've got to just be at your best and make it as shiny as you possibly can. And one of the ways to make it shiny is having, what do they have, 45,000? Is that the... Yeah, 45,000-ish. They got the standing room up there. They've had 46. So that makes it look good. Kids want to go where everyone wants to go where it matters. I'm sure you were disappointed that Rio Tinto, I'm not going to call it a riot because if you live through a riot, you know that's nothing to joke about, and I have down in California. You would prefer the stadium to be packed because it makes you feel better. You feel like you're doing something important. That's just the way it is. And that's why your coach, and you can blame it on us. That's what we're there for. You can blame it on us. But this isn't fake news. Your coach brought it up unprompted. Mickey says most of the empty seats were there because it was so hot and many people were under the stadium in the shade. Ty tweets at us. They were there. They were all in the concourse. It was odd. It was like no one had ever been in 80-degree weather before. Should I, should I playing it over 100 degrees Yeah, the first uh, well, six welcome, weeks of the welcome season? Welcome to ASU. <laughs> and the U of A. Brett says, I would say the issue was a combination of both the early start time and a weaker opponent. Yeah. I also got to say it was more full than I thought it was going to be. Like, it can't be more full. That doesn't make any sense. More full? Maybe he thought there would be 20% more, full. More p- <laughs> oh, you just don't like the grammar. I got it yet. <laughs> full is full. More full. Anthony says it may be an issue again this weekend, as well as, as well. But every other game after this weekend will be sold out and filled to capacity. Okay, filled to capacity because this one they already announced it as sold out. So if that one was sold out, basically every, uh, he's saying people are going to show up for the Pac-12 games, but Northern Illinois and Idaho State don't bring the sizzle. Okay, maybe that's just it. But Kyle was concerned enough, unprompted. He brought it up. Your leader, your boss, your coach who's going to get you to the playoff, which Sniggy doesn't even think we should be discussing playoff, but I think that's a joke. I think we absolutely should be discussing playoff because you're in the Pac-12, and if you have a chance to go undefeated or one loss in this conference, you better be discussing playoff. No matter who it is, irregardless, they should be discussing playoff. Nick says, yeah, if you're going to have the best team since 2008, you got to fill the stadium, especially when it's a puny 45K. Uh, Nick taking a shot at the end. Stadium size, a puny 45K? It's puny, huh? Studied communications at BYU. <laughs> I thought it was probably a Cougar fan. You can't even get 45,000 into your stadium for your first home football game of the nationally ranked Utes? That is disappointing. I can I understand why Kyle said what he said because what he's saying is I'm disappointed that all the seats weren't full. You can take it any way you want, but that's the way he that's that's the message he's delivering. I'm disappointed when I looked up into the stadium seat stands stands I didn't see it full. Particularly the students. What do you got to do on a Saturday morning? Recover. Matthew, 
No, it was not the opponent. It was the start time. No college football game should start that early because people have youth football games and other commitments on Saturday mornings. College football games should be played in the afternoon. The crowd did get bigger as the game went along, likely because people whose kids play youth sports showed up after those things ended. My parents go to every home game, and they couldn't go last Saturday because they were at a Saturday morning funeral. Well, the students don't have kids. That's just at BYU. So what about the Mussers? That is great, but not in the section. Right. What is that? The uh, southwest, it's southeast section? Yeah, southeast. And you saw rows and rows because they're silver seats up there. They really show. And yes. Yeah. So all that is all nice, but those are just excuses because your students don't have kids unless you're going to BYU. And... They all had funerals? They must have been a very important person who passed. Rick joins us now. Rick? PK's killing us with the positive vibes, I think. That's what I do, Rick. Well, it's a fact. How can you argue? You're an arguer. That's why I like you. And even you, you cannot argue what I just said about all those things. No, you cannot. No, this team is not much different than most Whittingham teams. They'll turn them into one-dimensional, run on first down, second and long, runner pass, pass third and long, pass. But Huntley, as a senior, may be a little better player. He's very accurate when he goes to his first option. Moss is the man. They should run Moss on first down more, and he would get 200-yard a game. Pass when you're supposed to run, run when you're supposed to pass, and Moss would own teams. Trick him, Rick. Trick him. Not Rick the dishwasher, Tricky Rick. <laughs> Tricky Rick the play I, caller. I thought they'd get four losses this year. Now the league what? is terrible. Well, the league's terrible. I mean, we're no different than we usually are. Well, who, who's we? When the the Utes? Bull crap, Rick. They, yeah. there's some, uh, freaking Huntley is completing like 98% of his passes. He's yeah, never been exactly. better. BYU is so bad. Rick. And NIU has a good front seven and a good full line. That's it. Rick, if they're who they usually no are, they were 9-3 and three last year. What are you talking about four losses for? Uh, Well, yeah, I know. Three. <laughs> I'll go three definitely now. The we're talking them down, PK. Let's get them to 10-2. and two. The league has, what, four ranked teams right now? I'll bet you... Your ASU beats us, runs wild. Ooh, ooh, nah, I don't know about this year, man. I, you know, I, that I, running back, that running back's good. Yeah, and that running back at like two point three yards per game per carry against uh, Sacramento State. I don't know. Did you but, watch the game? Did he watch the game? Are you kidding ASU? me? He did. Of course I did. I, I can. They have I no can, offensive line. I can, they don't. No, they they've got injuries and oh. they've had to move a couple. Oh, and one guy they were counting on uh, hasn't been a. He's got disciplinary issues. I don't know exactly what it is. Yeah, I can rarely see the Devils play because I'm working on set. Like this time, I'll be at. Uh, Provo, so I will not be able to watch them play against Michigan State. So I rarely see them play. So on a Friday night, I got nothing else to do. Yes, I'm going to watch them. And their running game sucked. So I, against, man, I, I don't know about that. Against a big sky opponent. Yes. <laughs> and we got them at home, too. Yeah, so I would back that up. I, I think this team is substantially better. Zach Moss is the best running back they've had since they've been in the conference. Better than Devontae Booker, who I realized was very good and played in the I NFL. I thought Devontae was a better back, but he's not. 
I mean, this guy is a miniature version of Marshawn Lynch. He okay, yeah, like I can live with that. Brutal. I can, I can live with that it's one. Good. Sure, I'm fine All with right, that. Rick, uh, tricky Ricky, thanks yeah. for the call. We got to run. No, I, I, I disagree. I think this team is substantially better. This is not the usual Utah team. You've got to give it up for Huntley, man. The kid's taken a lot of abuse. That's why he's popped off a time or two. But and and, and it hasn't been the greatest competition. I fully understand that. But so far, he has played as well as anybody since Alex Smith. I don't. I don't even think that's debatable. And I realize Brian, Brian Johnson, Johnson had an undefeated season. About what season. is about to debate you with? Yeah, but I think he's playing better. Well, he'll have to do it against better competition. Obviously, for the Brian obviously, Johnson. it's just it's, and we're not going to count this week either way. Right. So we'll know in eight days. Uh, at least a portion of it. And if they should lose that game, the world doesn't end, by the way. You were going to make a point about that game. four ranked teams. There are four other ranked teams. Yeah. USC knocked well, Stanford well, out, we, but we, USC we, got ranked. We keep saying this conference sucks. Okay, They've got these ranked teams. And I think that Oklahoma, or excuse me, the Big 12 has two ranked teams. The ACC has one ranked team. Clemson, number one. And then they get a pass. And... Why are we constantly cracking Virginia, on the Pac-12? Virginia's now ranked, so the ACC got a second, but they're 25, to your point. They don't play Virginia this year. Clemson, double-check that. I don't think they play Virginia. I, I, I don't think, going forward, I don't think Clemson, as of today, Clemson plays any ranked teams. You are correct about that. They do not <laughs> play Virginia, and they do play Notre Dame, though, who is ranked. Okay. They got so, Notre Dame. Nope, nope, my bad. My bad. What's That's your, the only ranked team Virginia has to play. <laughs> Virginia has one ranked team. Yeah, I didn't team think left. Clemson played another yeah, yeah, yeah. game. No, you're right. Right. But yet the, the Pac 12 sucks. Yeah. Well, stop with this Pac 12 sucks. Clemson has, they, they just beat 12th ranked Texas AM, and that is currently the only team on their schedule that is ranked. And so we're talking, we're getting into kind of 2004 Utes territory here where people are complaining about the quality of their schedule. It, football is a sport unlike basketball, right? It's 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 like baseball. It's a it's a numbers game. You need to acquire a bunch of talent, and so we look at football. You'll trade the number one pick if you get five picks down the line because that's viewed as better. But in when we look at the rankings, oh, the ACC is viewed as better because they got Clemson at the top. Oh, wait a second, that's not how you build a team. But that's not how you build a conference either. I don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense to me. And I'm an intelligent. I'm smart. <laughs> I understand. I'm smart. What are you, what are you doing? <laughs> Why don't I understand this? All right. We'll try to explain it to PK during the I break. And have calm PK him go to the airport and pick up somebody. I can do stuff. I'm smart. Right. DJ and Fredo will be right back. Jeez. This is 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Take The Zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of The Zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Join the big show Friday, September 13th, from 3 to 6 p.m. at the Warehouse, 1967 South, 300 West, in Salt Lake City. Prices so low, it'll blow your mind. That's this Friday. Yeah, it is. That's tomorrow, Friday the 13th. 
Loogie's dad tweets at us. I love Loogie's dad. Answering the question of the day, Kyle Whittingham brought up the stadium not being filled for the NIU game. Much of a concern going forward? Loogie's dad said, yeah, with 11 a.m. kickoffs and 90-degree weather and competition with kids' event, there will be no shows. The stadium was sold out, so it wasn't for lack of interest. Comma, but... Where was the must? Well, yeah. So well, I get that, but like between the 30s, games? between the 30s, you're right. That that portion of the crowd, I get it. But the students. You got a top 10 program, and you only got what, six or seven, depending on the year. How I many they got this year? Seven? And right, they'll always have six. And this may be. The best team you have in who knows how long. You cannot predict what's going to happen. You'd like to think you're going to be competitive every year. And you probably, and fine, if you want to argue that, but I don't know that you're going to be this competitive where you're going to be talking playoff. And I'm not quoting Mora here because we're talking playoff. And we legitimately should be. I disagree with you completely that they shouldn't be talking playoff or thinking playoff. You think that we should be talking playoffs until they get two losses and they're out? Because two lost teams don't go to the playoffs. Correct. Any conference, any team that is contending for the conference title in the Pac-12 should be considered a playoff team. It has nothing to do with Utah. It's just the standard. When I look at the rest of the conferences, I just don't see this overwhelming stuff that just blows me out of the water here. Yeah, there's favorites. Ohio State's a favorite. I get that. And on Clemson and Alabama and maybe Oklahoma, so there might not be spots. But we're not there yet. I mean, if you okay, want to get to I, me in November. I really, wanna, I really want to underline there might not be spots because I don't pick anybody to go undefeated, and I think a one-loss Pac-12 team is going to get passed over unless there's a two-loss Commerce champion somewhere, and then that opens the door for a one-loss Pac-12 team. But if it's one-loss Pac-12 versus one-loss in any other conference— even though you're right, the ACC, uh, there's no depth. The Big 12, there's no depth. It's Oklahoma and Texas, Iowa State's, and others receiving votes. I changed the narrative about Salt Lake and the Jazz, me and Dennis. You don't Maybe we have can get Dennis on the show. your charity work. Nah, that's not going to happen. I will change the narrative here about the Pac-12. I will not rest until this bogus reputation is out. Right, James? That's right, man. <laughs> um, Thanks, James. Good call. <laughs> what do you got, you James? Guys, I'm a I'm a I'm a long time season ticket holder and if that if that game on Saturday was a George Clooney movie, it would have been the perfect storm. Because there, ah, there were good tons of reasons why people didn't show up. And it, it could have been from youth sports to to the weather, I mean, it was miserable, miserable weather to just be baking in the sun. You know, it, I came home sunburned and I put on, on just a ton of uh, sunblock. Man, they don't even have drinking fountains in that place. You have to walk half a right way around the stadium just to find a drinking fountain. The September games should not be allowed to be played at 11 a.m. In, in Utah. Give that, give that to Washington. Give that to the, somewhere in the Oregon team. But Utah and Arizona should have a bye for all day games in September. We want those in November when we want to actually warm up during a game. But, you know, for the students, I know there's a lot of students that work on Saturday mornings part-time. I have a daughter that's up there that just, you know, 11 a.m. games for a college student as well. They 
you know, they're lucky to roll out of bed on a Saturday at 11 a.m. That's probably why they weren't there. And then I'll go back to my main complaint always, parking sucks. I'll just leave it at that, guys. Okay. All right. I have no idea about the parking because obviously I do media parking and I park I've right heard, there and it's I've very easy I've heard people complain, but me. with all the people not there, this should have been the best parking ever. Because ah! I, I do believe there will be 45,000 and whatever there when they have a conference night game in October. There better be Washington State. I don't right. care what time it's playing. Yeah, right. uh, That's Jeff, in uh, two weeks, right? Jeff says it was, he tweets at us, it was hot. He just backs up what we just heard right there. 85 felt like 105. I spent the second half in the concourse hiding from the sun like a vampire. Easy formula. September and October equals night games. November equals day games. I think the reason this is newsworthy going forward is that this goes to should the Utes play 10 a.m. football games or not. Kyle clearly wants to. And I think... It'll be on Big Fox, and it, it'll be at a time when people can watch in Texas and Florida. Yes. I'm sure they hear yes, from they kids. Should. They hear from students or from uh, high school recruits all the time. You know, if you're playing at 8.30 here, it's 9.30 when the game kicks off in Texas, 10.30 in Florida. You win some exciting game at the end. in New Finland. Are those people still awake? Probably not. <laughs> so you want to be in these day games. So I think the answer is, if they're going to play a 10 a.m. game down the road, they need to play it in November. No. No, it's what's best for the program, not what's best for Joe Fan. What's best for the program is for the stadium not to be empty on TV. And then that's why you get your butts out there. You only got six or seven of them. This is a nationally ranked team. I'm calling out you, you, and you. It's too hot. It's too cold. Little Johnny's got a football game. Old Mary down the street died. Can we stop with all this BS? Ohio State and Alabama these teams you're competing with, they get 100,000 people at the friggin' spring game. I would say don't try the power of the marketplace. Don't try to retrain the audience. Do you remember someone who competed with us who wanted to retrain the audience? How did that go? Ended up working into the market, stealing all our stuff. Yeah, but it's me you're competing against. That's ridiculous. That's hopeless. That's why there's all national shows in the morning, because I'm a beast. <laughs> Ryan Abraham, USCFootball.com. Show up! Your coach is up. He's, he brings it up. You need to get your butt there. You've already bought in the ticket. Then you need to go. Bought, and that was a shot at me. I didn't do anything. I'm speaking of people's language. <laughs> You're speaking my language. I'm the one who butchered that. Or grammar. else they could lose. L-O-O-S-E. <laughs> now you're talking. <laughs> We're going to lose that game the number of times we see that on Twitter and Facebook. All right, DJ PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Ryan Abraham, USCFootball.com. He might as well just move to Utah. We'll talk with him next. He lives in Hermosa. He ain't, he ain't moving, moving to Utah. You could afford a second place, you know, up in Deer Valley or something. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.